for those of us who are not watching the podcast, I have to tell you, Matt Palmer is, I won't get too graphic, but there are lots of holes in his shirt (laughs) and you can see some skin. I am wearing what I wore to the Renaissance World Tour on Friday. So there is maybe a, you know, sheer kind of uh, Andrew Christian tank top underneath a black, um, you know, shirt half jacket thing with some fringe on it because it was, you know, cowboy themed. And I had this all planned before she made the like, everything must be silver proclamation. And I was not going to go out and buy a whole new outfit when I had a great one. But you know what? This is slutty enough. It's good. (laughs) It's slutty and in keeping with the theme. In keeping with the theme. Yes. It's a subtle variation of the theme. Absolutely. I felt like Beyonce could feel my energy energy from where I was sitting, which wasn't terribly close, but the screens were so good that literally the SoFi Stadium Wherever you sit, you were going to get a good shot because you always could see what was happening on stage in those giant screens behind her. It just is like a brilliantly um, set up screen back there for the big stadiums because there's no way if you're in the back of there, you're going to miss anything. I love how that's the big compliment you're giving this concert. No, it's not. The Renaissance Tour, great screens. Is that shade? I'm just saying I wasn't as I wasn't like on the floor, but I could still feel every moment and she could still feel me. Do you have any other questions? I will be discussing more about this tour. I am not shading it. At a point. Okay. And I went. This some is, of us went. Some of us care enough to go. Listen, some of us are broke as fuck. <laughs> oh, not that broke, darling. I see what we get from the Patreon. You can buy a ticket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are in September, the hottest month in oh, Los Angeles. And thank God we're in September. It was time. I mean, I know it's not officially fall, but I'm ready. You're ready for what? Fall. I'm ready for summer. I'm done with. I'm like over summer at this point. Why? Because it's, it's the hotness, the heat waves. Cool. When it comes the heat here, waves happen in September hey, and October. But today, it was, a, it was high of 78 over where I live, which means it was a cool. I went on a walk during the day and didn't want to die. And I appreciate it. Yeah, but girl have you checked the weather for next week i know it but it's let coming. me have a moment of joy you don't want me to you don't like want me to have fun at renaissance you don't want me to just, enjoy the day I what just, do you want i just me? want you to be prepared for things to get a little hotter a little more heated as beyonce would say great performance <laughs> i mean I, like every performance of heated is a great performance yes. I, me performing heated in the in the shower is a great performance because that song can not be done wrong absolutely it can yeah matt palmer how was your week what did you i mean we know what you did you know what i did and yeah. i went and saw the renaissance world tour on Friday at SoFi Stadium. I will not take up the entire time discussing this, but I just have to tell you that Beyonce is the best performer on the planet, bar none. The show is otherworldly. You can like feel the joy radiating off of her. The voice sounds as good as it ever did. The energy, the choreo when she would do it, because it like felt like she was doing a little less choreo. When she started the tour, she had the foot issue. But whenever she was doing the choreo, she was going full out. And as soon as she started with Thick and All Up In Your Mind and Drunk In Love, which she has not given everybody, and she gave to us, I my mind was blown. I just couldn't believe my eyes. My I had so many feelings, and they were all like, I have loved this woman since the writing's on the wall. Like, I have followed her for so long, and the fact that she is still raising the bar for herself as an artist, as a recording artist, and also as a performer, like, and the fact that it was like a celebration of queer culture, of queer black culture, like, everyone in the sea, the stadium full of people is going to be watching people vogue and do all of this fucking queer performance art and it's a celebration of us it just was it was otherworldly mind-blowing the woman is a genius a perfect artist and a performer that we're so lucky to live at the same time as 
Renaissance. Guys, you're already here. <laughs> End of podcast. Yes. You can this, shut it off now. It's just, I, I, I'm thinking of doing a Chatty Cathy's episode about the tour and going more into my favorite moments. But I will say, when it started and I saw the cloud background, because I forgot about how she was opening for herself and mm-hmm. doing the ballads at the beginning, I was like, why the fuck are there a bunch of clouds here? And I had to like run to my seat because I thought it was going to be later that she was going to start. Uh, but then she comes out in the beautiful gown, performs Dangerously in Love, and you're just like, you know what? This is not as weird in person. Because when I first <laughs> saw the set list, I was like, why is she doing these ballads first? But she just, she truly was opening for herself. I loved the look. She had like a hat that had kind of holes in it, much like my tank currently. Yes, of course. We it, love holes. We what's, love what's holes. that fear of holes called? Like where people oh. have like a fear of tropophobia or something like that? I believe that. it. I don't know what it's Ooh. called, but I've heard of it. And it must, it must have been a rough day for all those people who have that fear at the Renaissance. Do you tour. remember the movie Holes starring a man who we don't support anymore? Yes, written by Lewis Sakhar, who's one of my like favorite authors. Oh, great. Congrats, yeah. Lewis. We love Lewis. <laughs> we love Lewis. So I could go on about the Renaissance World Tour all day, but I won't. I just will say if you have a chance to see it, I realize it's winding down in the US at least. I think there's going to be another leg. Um, just go. It's like I, from here on out, mark my words, will always go to a Beyonce concert when she is on tour because she has never let me down, and I believe she never will. Okay. Beyonce. Well, I mean, you did miss that lim- that lemonade tour, Formation World Tour. Yes, I know. Formation the, World Tour. The short. reason that was is <laughs> yes. only the song Formation was out. We didn't know Lemonade was even coming when she announced the tour, and so I was like, "Well, I just saw her on the on the Mrs. Carter tour, and she's just going to add Formation to the set list. I don't need to go." Huge mistake. It wasn't. Well, you learned your lesson. I did. Lesson learned. Yeah, we're all about education here at Two Game Ads. <laughs> it's true, and I have educated myself, and yes. I want to educate all of you. Yes, Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? It was good. I did not see Beyonce. <laughs> That's okay. Um, no. Oh, it was very fun. Uh, on Monday, my friend Arthur came over uh, and we filmed a Chatty Cathy's uh, podcast where we essentially talked about Big Brother the entire time. Good so if you, you. Want, you want to check that out, you can uh, become a patron. www.patreon.com slash 2 Uh What else did I do this week? I had lunch with my friend Alexis uh, and who was all, who went to the uh, Beyonce concert yesterday. Really? On the 2nd, which was his birthday. Happy birthday, Alexis. Happy birthday, Alexis. Uh, and he showed me the different options for potential outfits that all were all like either silver or or something shiny, I metallic in some sort. And so I helped him pick that out. Nice. Um, yeah, and it was very fun. It was a nice week. Uh, did a little bit of work, a little bit of writing, a little bit of, you know, working at the restaurant, which yes. is, you know, what we mere mortals who can't see Beyonce do. That's okay. You know, what but, else did you do this week? Uh, well, my friend Justin came in town for the Beyonce show. And so he, I, you know, had him in the apartment. He stayed in the guest room while I was in the main. And uh, it was just great to see him. He lives in Seattle, and we went to high school together. And uh, so he's a long, long friend of mine, and I I love him very much. I was so happy to see him. A lot of one-on-one time with him. He's doing really well. Very successful tech man up in Seattle. And Justin's amazing and enjoyed Beyonce as much as I did. And he had never seen Beyonce before. Yeah. So this was his first time seeing her. Good for him. I know. What a moment. It I know. It was truly such a moment. He was, like, imagine being, like, born again uh, at, he's, like, our age, right? Yeah. Yeah, imagine being born again, like, at our age. I know. Yeah. That's, one day that'll be you. When you go to see Beyonce. Yeah, I guess I've will... never seen Beyonce yeah. live, it's, ever. It's time. Oh, God. So I'm, I'm still just a baby. I'm just I'm that. just a fetus, guys. You always I'm say so it. I'm so young. And I'm it... younger than Music Box which is only 30 minutes old. Um, okay, let's we, move in, <laughs> should we move into the news radio? Sure. Speaking of ladies on tour this summer, Miss mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is the air, has announced that the Eras Tour is coming to movie theaters near you on October 13th. She has partnered up, I believe, with AMC to uh, distribute this uh, concert film, which was filmed in L.A., over like August 3rd, 4th, and 5th or something. It was like a three shows when she was at SoFi uh, earlier, or I guess last month at this point. Uh, and she's already got an entire concert film together. Like that is a quick fucking turnaround. She's on it and she puts stuff out. She really does. Yes. So that is very exciting. I believe the pre-sale has already started and it has supposedly already made over... Uh, like what, thirty-five million dollars or something? The rumors are that it could lowball, make seventy million its first weekend. It could be a lot more. How do you feel about Taylor Swift coming into the movie industry and destroying it and making it amazing? She's not destroying. No, and destroying. Uh, you know, all the competitions moved. Everybody's like, ah, oh, I can't put, a, put out The Exorcist. Taylor's gonna be well, there. You know what? If you can't get tickets to see the Taylor Swift Eras tour, go see I don't know, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon or whatever. Oh, what is that? Well, you'll find out <laughs> when it comes out. Go to the movie and see it. Support your local cinemas, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's the thing. You, are you happy that she's going to be bringing a lot of people to the cinemas? Yeah, that's great. Yes. We need 
please keep them alive. <laughs> please, thank you. So yes. Keep them open. Well, she, and she had like the AMC app like on a wait list. And mm. so people who wanted to see a movie like that day were pissed. Oh, I bet. Because they were like trying to get a ticket and they were like, what the fuck? Why can't I get a ticket to like Oppenheimer or right. whatever? And uh, they were just like, oh, it's because all the kids, Swifties are on the, the AMC app like trying to get tickets for like months from now. I'm also unsure. I feel like I'm getting conflicting reports as to whether you can use AMC subs for the Eras Tour movie. But maybe you can, maybe you can't. I mean, AMC Stubbs is very like adamant that like you, this you can use this for like special event things. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So well, everybody, I hope you guys have fun. I am a little concerned. I mean, I'm considering going to the theater, but like the idea. I think when she posted the announcement, she was like, "Make sure to come and feel free to dress up and sing along." And it's like. I don't want you to say that. That's a lot of energy. It's a in lot. A, in a confined space. Dress up is fine, but I stand by movie theaters being quiet places, like that John Krasinski film. Like, I don't <laughs> need people shouting the bridge of Cruel Summer in my ear while I'm trying to watch Taylor do sure. it. Sure. You know? In a stadium, yes, it's fun. Yes. Because there's like 100,000 of you. Yes. And also, like, there's more space and yes. it's an open, but like a real confined movie theater, it's like, I don't need right. someone screaming that song in my face. So, at that well, moment. I'm excited for all the Swifties. You're going to have a great time. Maybe I'll wait till it's streaming at home to watch. But yeah, And then we can scream it in each other's face. Absolutely. Yeah. That will be lovely to do. Um, oh, did you see? And also another movie that got moved that weekend is the new Meg Ryan rom-com with David Duchovny. What happens later? Apparently it moved to November because it was going to come out on October 13th. Mm. Um, but that's, I'm excited that she's coming back with more rom-coms. I'm excited know? that like rom-coms are like back in theaters. I know. <laughs> you back know? in the, well, and just being very successful. Like, yeah. uh, uh, no Am hard feelings. No hard feelings. And the, even the streamer on Amazon prime, the, uh, red, white and Royal blue, I think is still number one yeah. on after like three weeks now. We love a mid-budget comedy, guys. Yes, mid-budget comedies. Absolutely. Keep them do. alive. Yes. Uh, speaking of, I guess I don't know the budget of this one, but one of those, I think, is one of my giving me moments this week. Oh, yes. the, okay. Okay. So, well, I mean, you already talked about Red, White, and Royal Blue. I did. Okay, I'm, ass I'm assuming. And then one that hasn't come out yet. Well, <laughs> it's mine's a comedy, not really a romance. But Oh, oh, so it's not one of the three we just talked no, about. It's oh, not. okay. So All just right. keeping you on your toes, you, who knows what it's going a to be. Comedy. Oh, God. Okay. Next up, TMZ is reporting, sadly, that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, who is an actress who I believe is on Game of Thrones, are en route for divorce. Um, apparently, they have been separated and have been experiencing serious problems in their relationship for the past six months. And the quote here is a little odd. It says, we're told that over the last three months, Joe has been caring for the, their two young children pretty much all the time, even as his band was touring. We're told Joe currently has both kids uh, as the group plays around the U.S. That quote is strange to me because it's like, why are we specifically pointing this out? Is yeah. this coming from Joe's camp? Like, I just feels like, I don't know. It like, already feels messy. Is she okay? Yeah, exactly. Like, is she going through something? That, like, you know, that's like a thing that you don't really want to like speculate right. too much about just because it's like their business totally. and there's kids involved and everything. But I hope everyone's okay. Yes. I hope the, the divorce is swift and painless and there's no hard feelings. Remember, there are kids involved. So let's everyone try to get along. Exactly. And yeah. I hope that it does not play out publicly in a messy way. Yes. Again, that's always the feeling, especially when people have kids. If they're separating, it's already hard enough making a whole public spectacle. Is even worse. So that quote made me nervous that we were beginning down that path. But hopefully next week when we're on this podcast, we do not talk about the two of them. We've forgotten all about it. Fingers are crossed. Yes. Um, but yes, it's sad to hear that. But in great news and more news about mostly about me being fucking right. Because I have been saying and preaching and praying about Music Box 30 and believing there was going to be some sort of announcement, some sort of re-release that, because I had been seeing on sort of like random insider Twitter pages that are like, right, 50% of the time. Okay. There was a lot of talk of Music Box 30 on one that I follow and I just believed. But then August 30th, which is the 30th anniversary of Music Box, came and went and I was like, Fuck. <laughs> like, we're really not going to get oh, anything for this? you were wrong for a split second. I was. And so that was a tough 24 hours because, like, this is the first time I've ever been wrong. Oh, you probably felt so stupid. I didn't. I felt, like, sad. But then um. I was. But then the next day I was proven right. Mariah takes to Instagram and posts a lovely reel discussing the fact that a new Music Box 30th anniversary edition is coming this Friday, September, is that 9th? 8th? 8th. 8th. September 8th. Yes. Uh, and it includes... Bonus tracks, like multiple songs that we've never heard of before. Like not even like I've never heard before, but like I didn't even know. I saw the list of like, oh, it's Dream Lovers at Tokyo. Uh, not at Tokyo, at like Top of the Pops. It is the extended remix of Anytime You Need a Friend. And then it's like My Prayer. I was like, it's like, 
What, the what is your fuck prayer? Is my prayer? <laughs> and so the fact that there were songs on the cutting room floor that from, didn't make it to the rarities that didn't make it to the rarities, and from that era where her voice is like one of her vocal peaks, absolutely is Music Box. So it's like I want to hear every note she sang at that time. And we're getting closer to that. I know. I know that everything fades away is on the rarities, it but is. is it also on this? I believe so because we some of the sleuths, some of the lamb sleuths out there, uh, have pointed out that if you go look at the rarities, you know how the songs had the dates next to them, like all sure next to "Do You Think of Me" and "Everything Fades Away." Dates are gone. Okay, things well, are changing. Everything fades away is one of my favorite Mariah Carey songs. The, so I'm the, excited about that. The idea that Tommy Mottola would not allow her to include that on that album is unbearable. That man is horrible. You know my feelings. Uh, but I think we're, we, 4K upgrades of Dream Lover. I think that's already on her YouTube. The 4K version of the Dream Lover video. There's going to be a mini documentary about the Dream Lover music video. Um, Ooh, she really wants you to see that flannel up close and personal. She really does. But years ago, she ran away from the flannel. She's like, I never wore this. I don't know what this is. But now <laughs> she's embracing it. I know. I love that for her. Uh, there's going to be those bonus tracks. There's just going to be a lot of, and also more surprises apparently coming. So I just am excited. I feel like for an artist like Mariah, who's like in the legacy phase, all you can do besides put up a follow up to caution, which we would love and I would love and fingers are crossed that that's coming sometime soon. Having this kind of catalog maintenance and making these anniversaries like a real event mm-hmm. is just such great fan service. It's such great, like, we. I realize that you supported me and still support me all these years later. I'm going to give you all these trinkets that, like, maybe at the time, the huge, giant general public that, like, was looking at her as the biggest star in the world didn't need to hear my prayer. But we, the lambs, were still around. We fucking did. I love how you're calling, like, bonus tracks trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I love I love that little trinket. Little trinket, absolutely, it is. <laughs> little trinket. And she posted just like a five second vocal clip today, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like acapella. You can't even tell what she's saying, but it's like I love it. I can't wait to listen to this 30th anniversary edition over and over. There's a new vinyl, new like four LP vinyl. Oh, and those kids are collecting vinyl. You know these they days. are new three CD set and a yeah. new cassette if you have a cassette player. Um, Let me go buy one. That's all gonna. I'll be go happening. buy one for the 30th anniversary re-release. Do it. All right. Do it. Um, I can't even go to Beyonce. You think I can buy <laughs> Scout down a cassette player? I'm sure it would be cheap, right? Yeah, I guess, that maybe. would be less than a Renaissance. I probably have to like pay someone to fix it because it probably doesn't work anymore. Uh, anyone well, that I could find. Well, we'll start you down that path. Thank yeah, you. Um, Burning Man is something's happening there. <laughs> yes. So from what I'm seeing, over seventy thousand people at Burning Man are currently trapped, sheltering in place, and being told to conserve resources after rains swamped Black Rock City. So the fact that 70,000 people, it just are stuck at this event that happens every year. And it's a lot of people that like, no shade, no judgment, but like from what I understand of Burning Man, there's a lot of like recreational drugs and like, you know, living on your, it's just like, it's are not, people making the best decisions yes, like, in are this people emergency sound, situation? Right. Are people of sound mind enough? And like, I feel like you don't go to Burning Man expecting to like plant to conserve your food and water because there's all of this. It's just scary to me. It yeah. feels like the fire festival, but like they didn't do it to themselves. Like this is like a natural disaster has caused this emergency situation. I think it's really scary. It is. And I like watched something today about it. And apparently uh, the area's soil, because apparently like Burning Man where it is, is, is essentially the bottom of a dried up lake or something. Oh, okay. And so no. there's something with the soil that like uh, has some sort of clay element or whatever. Where like if you walk on it wet, and you're barefoot, mm. it essentially like like takes all of the moisture out of your skin. Oh. And so like if it gets on, if like the mud of it gets on your skin and it's like on for too long, it like your skin will start to crack and it takes like months for it to heal. No. And so that's very crazy. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what I would do in that sort of situation. Like, so people are like having to walk around with like bags over their feet. Um, and they're just like stuck there. That's awful. I hope that they find a way and can clear their way out very soon. So we're thinking of all you burning men out there, make it home, make it home. Um, so, okay, I'm going to save this next news story for uh, two gay minutes, if we're going to keep doing that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, the Idol got canceled by HBO. I thought it was already, maybe not. No, okay. it got canceled officially uh, after one season. HBO's controversy-ridden series from Sam Levinson and The Weeknd has been canceled. Um, that's okay. I feel like people didn't love it. 
it probably wasn't doing wonders for anybody's careers. Being you know on what? It. It's nice that Sam Levinson was able to do a big swing Absolutely. artistically. Speaking of getting canceled, How I Met Your Father got canceled at Hulu after two seasons. So I think uh, the Britney Spears musical is closing today as well. Once Upon yeah, a One More yeah. Time is closing on Broadway. A lot of things are closing and getting canceled, which, you know, is sad. We want everyone to work and do great, but maybe it'll free people up to do even more amazing work. That's you know? what I always say. Let's try to think positively. Silver linings, as Casey Musgraves would say. She would. Yeah. And that playbook that um, Jennifer Lawrence talks about, right? That silver line. Yes, yes that playbook. That's the one. I want to talk about Tension by okay. Kylie Minogue. I have not listened to it. It's so fucking good. Okay. I like have been, because I'm like, should I wait for the album? No. Okay, <laughs> listen to it now. Listen to it. It's just, and the thing is, this isn't even a news story. It's just me telling you, listen to Tension by Kylie Minogue. She's on a fucking roll. If Padam Padam was like so hypnotic and you couldn't get out of your head, this feels like quintessential Kylie. Like it's so driving and melodic and singable and sexy and like, I just cannot wait for this album. And how dare she be making music this exceptional so far in and her career? And it's her 100th album. Exactly. Like, like how? She looks as gorgeous as ever, and I her know. music's as good as it's ever been. Just like, you better work. So, I'm just so proud to be a Kylie fan. So, wait, what do you prefer, Tension or Padam Padam? It's like, I think as of this recording, I prefer Tension. Oh my God. I, but Padam Padam is like a, an earworm and hypnotic in yes. a way that's very unique. Yeah. But like song craft wise, Tension, tension. is on a, it's, it's just, Oh yeah. Well, no Kylie one's given Padam Padam a Pulitzer. Right. But, you know, and but, it's like, I don't know if this is a Pulitzer winning, but it's <laughs> a it, little more in the Pulitzer direction absolutely. than Padam Padam. If you were going to give song of the year at the Grammys to one of them, I think it should be Tension. Okay. Song of the year for Tension, record of the year for Padam Padam. There you go. Everybody wins. Let's double fist it at the Grammys well, this year. When Beyonce Kylie. won song of the year for single ladies. Yeah. That was weird. And we just did our uh, Sasha Fierce uh, album review on Patreon, so maybe it's top of mind for me. And as much, I literally am wearing a Renaissance outfit. I talked about how she's the most perfect performer of all time. This the song of the year makes sense for that song. No, it should have been record of the year. It should have been record of the year. Yeah. So I know we're talking about something that happened in 2009 or whatever, but just it came to mind. Um, Speaking of award shows, Shakira is going to be the 2023 MTV Video Vanguard. Good for her. Good for her. Very exciting. Uh, It'll be a great performance because that she can still perform her fucking face off. I remember watching her Super Bowl performance with Jennifer Lopez uh, with the sound off because I was working at the time and just like watching. Well, I mean, the both of them, they were doing a fantastic job. Just like watching her and being like, damn, (laughs) like great, great performers. Unbelievable. And having a huge year. Absolutely. She is. Give has another her. big hit under her belt this year. Congratulations. Absolutely. Uh, the Disney VFX workers have voted to unionize. I think if there's any good thing that's come out of these horrible strikes, it's the fact that more unions are popping up and gaining strength like the UPS of it all. And now the Disney VFX workers. I think this is the and the thing is, it feels like the studios do you not realize that you are like making this more powerful, making people root for the workers and the laborers more than you. Like, you look so horrible. I was reading this article. Was it an LA Times article that was like, the studios have already lost this strike and they need to decide when to fucking give in. Like, public perception is never going to be on your side. We're all team union. We're all team laborer. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I just don't understand why they can't come to an agreement and just put their tail between their legs and be like, yeah, you're right. We were being fucking assholes. Like, I don't get it. Well, and just like more and more like unions are forming more and more like people are thinking like, oh, we should we should strike. And and now SAG, uh, they're sending out like a a vote to authorize like striking against like video game companies. I saw that. So it's like we could be striking for for another reason. And so it's just like all of these, you know, strikes are inspiring other strikes and other unions to, you know, realize like, hey, we're being treated like shit. So like to the big production like streamer companies aren't you just like oh maybe we should just like put a stop to exactly. that and like appease everyone right, right. away so like, yeah if there's any silver lining to the strikes um, it is the fact that everything is coming up union and I love that for the laborers the workers because I feel like a lot of knee jerk reactions when people when the strikes first started happening were like well they get paid more than I do at my job and the answer to that isn't like oh you're right fuck them it's like no well then you should probably get paid more too yeah. and you should fight for how much you're getting paid for we all deserve a living wage I don't know how this turned into this podcast but this, I mean, these I, are my feelings I have a lot of them um, and okay let's see oh Jimmy Buffett passed away I know that's so sad I, the that thing I remember sad. most about Jimmy Buffett is my marine biology teacher saw uh, senior year of high school was obsessed with him really obsessed and so I, I hope uh, Mr. Gilbert's doing okay yes yeah I, I didn't know much of Jimmy Buffett's stuff 
Uh, but I know Mr. Gilbert loved him so right. much. And I and believe so- Margar- Margarita Village jumped up to like number six on Spotify, US Daily Streams or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously his music is still resonating, still connects with people. Yeah. I, my biggest Jimmy Buffett memory is weirdly, there's a great 30 Rock episode that kind of spoofs the Jimmy Buffett um, parrot head kind of thing. And it's, I just think he's inspired a lot of people and it's sad to see someone go at 76. That's yeah. not yeah, terribly that's old, you know? Yeah. Uh, so is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so. That one news for idiots that you said would be in two gay minutes is actually not really in my two gay minutes. But I mean, there's not much to say about is it. Is that your two gay minutes? Uh, not really. I just kind of like allude to it in the two gay minutes, but it's fine. Oh, no. The new story. Sorry. The new story I skipped is my two gay minutes. Oh, it's your two it's gay mine. minutes. Oh, okay. And I think it's probably something different because you don't know what it is. I don't know what your two gay minutes is possibly going to be. Well, everyone stay tuned. Guys, <laughs> what's his two gay minutes going to be? Y'all know what mine's going to be about. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more 2K Mats. All right. I push the button, push the button. What song? Color Purple, available oh. in theaters, December 25th. The Sugar Babes have a song called Push the Button as well. It's very good. All right. All well, right. listen to that in the meantime. And then <laughs> when December 25th happens, go yes. see the Color Purple in theaters. Do it. Thank you. Support my girl Fantasia and everyone else. Matt Palmer, yes. give us the commercial. It, guys, we love you so much. If you enjoy this podcast, you like listening to it and or watching it every week, please go to your favorite podcast or go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and or review. It really helps us with the algorithm in both apps. And if you really like us, please go to patreon.com slash 2 mats. You'll get a lot of extra bonus content. Uh, Matt Steele was just referring to his Chatty Cathy's he recorded last weekend. And tomorrow we are going to upload our... Uh, I am Sasha Fierce album review as we're moving through Beyonce's discography. So there's a lot of bonus content there. You can join the Discord, have a lot of fun with people. Just do it. It's a lot of fun there. And thank you for listening. Just do it. There was a news for idiots that Matt Palmer forgot to mention. Oh, there was. That was Beyonce related. The visual, there's a rumor going around that uh, Beyonce's uh, visual album for Renaissance has been shot by Nadia Lee Cohen, I believe the director's name is, and that it has been completed and it's currently, it was being... being shopped to streamers a few months ago. It's still being shopped to streamers. It hasn't found a home. And the reasoning for that was still unclear. There was like, Beyonce could have not liked it and wanted to change things with the edit or it just, you know, doesn't have a lot of replay value, whatever. But I feel like at this point in the strike of it all, it would be wise to release Beyonce and these visuals that we've been waiting so long for because if... The rumors are true that the visuals that were shot are featured as like some of the interludes, the backdrops at the Renaissance World Tour. It's so insanely beautiful and perfectly shot. It's like that she always levels up and you know how cinematic Black is King looked. So we need to see this artsy fartsy fucking film from Beyonce because I know it's it's there. I know it exists. I believe this report. And Beyonce, if you feel like throwing this up on Beyonce.com and saying 1999 per 4K download, that's fine too. I don't need it to be in a theater. I don't need it to be on a streamer. Wherever you want to make me purchase it, I will. I as I feel like for a while I was like I'm over the visuals I gotta like not worry about them but after seeing that tour and seeing those interludes I'm back to being insane about them mm. so I need them Please. I was never over it I was quietly <laughs> stewing because I was like I need something because Lord knows I'm not going to this concert I know I know so I need something thank you very much Beyonce you want to know what makes me think that it is true yes Nadia Lee Turner has been silent <laughs> Lee Turner or Cohen Lee Cohen sorry yes. who's Nadia who's Nadia Turner I don't know whatever <laughs> um Nadia Lee Cohen has been silent. And someone saw a post of like a Polaroid. I don't know where she posted on Instagram or when it was, but it says like love B in Beyonce's handwriting. So they clearly have connected in some way. And in doing my stalking of Nadia Lee, Cohen, Turner, everything, uh, she looks so fucking cool yes. and like so weird. And I'm so I'm just so excited to see like what this like visual album will look like. I love that we're so very like, you know, being a stan, you got to be healthy and keep a healthy distance for as soon as like there's a rumor that possibly someone's involved with the Renaissance visuals. We lose our minds. Yes. And now we are stalking Nadia Lee Cohen. Yes. And, and honestly, like all the Nadia Lee Turners as well. We are stalking. Just in case. If your name is Nadia Turner, I'm so sorry. I have stalked your Instagram. <laughs> yes. Matt Steele. Yes. What section of the podcast are we in? This is email my heart. This yes. is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart. If you email us at suke mats at gmail.com Two is spelled T W O. We got some, email my hearts this week the first one is from jacob jacob's subject line rough week i had one too because i didn't get to see beyonce but 
Hi, Matt. Hope you're doing much better than I am. As you probably know from the Discord, this has not been the best week for me. Mm. So I want to ask, when you're going through a period where just one thing goes wrong after another, how do you power through? Ha 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 ha! <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Jacob. I... Jacob, first of all, you are a king and a legend, yes. and I have no doubt that you will thrive again. Yes, you are so yeah. talented and so capable. So talented. This is a brief moment in time. I think when it feels like everything's, you know, crashing down, yeah. I kind of take a step back. I start moving a little more slowly because a lot of the times I feel like when you rush through life, that's when like the mistakes happen, even though like th these were unavoidable things that happened to you, honestly, mm -hmm. you just, but if you just like take a second to breathe, go on a quick walk, like mm -hmm. kind of put the pressures that you put on yourself and take them off for a little bit. Like we all want to do well at our jobs. We all want to be like there as friends and people in the world. But at some point you can just retract a little bit and, prioritize your self-care. Try taking the bath, even though I haven't gotten the good one yet. I know one's coming. Go to sleep early. Just like, I think the restfulness, you know I love going to sleep when I'm upset, but general restfulness and like slowing down usually resets my mind. And when I mm -hmm. wake up, I feel less like, immediate anxiety and pressure if sure. I can like take a break and take a step back. And when you wake up, like it is a new day. Yes. Like good things can happen that day and everything. And you're one step forward and in, into getting out of this, you know, hard space that you are in. For sure. I always find it very helpful. If like, it's like one thing after another, that's stressing me out. Like having, you know, someone there to just like vent with and sort of just like laugh about, just be like, totally. this is fucked. Right. <laughs> like, you know, right. and you can, and like having that, like one friend to vent to is like the silver linings. As Jennifer Lawrence in her Oscar-winning role would say, or you and your, well, you weren't wearing silver, but oh. most people at the Renaissance <laughs> tour Christ. would say the silver people. I dressed up. Um, this is very much still dressed up. Yes, your sil, your essence is silver. Thank you. Yeah, and that mesh tank top is, you know, yeah. is gray. Cool. Yeah. So you know, gray is close to silver. Um, but yeah. So uh, having that someone who you can just vent to and yeah. just sort of laugh about the ridiculousness of the situation, like this is all happening. Get this right. cloud out of my goddamn space. Right. You know. So that helps. But I promise you, it is temporary. I bet by the time you're listening to it, things are looking a little brighter sure. because as time passes, things move back to equilibrium and then move on up. Yeah. And we see that for you, Jacob. So we only want good things for you. Team Jacob over here. All right. Next email, my heart comes from Austin. Hi, Austin. You, you're EPing an album. Okay. This is more fun than being about the heart. LOL. <laughs> Congratulations. You get to executive produce an album for an artist of your choice. Which artist are you choosing? What sounds will the album have and be inspired by? Who will the producers and co-writers be? Who would be f the featured artist be? Mm. If you had to pick like one artist and you had to like, they had no say, like you had to like, Taylor make this album for them? I mean, mine is obviously Mariah. <laughs> and I don't think that would be allowed. I think we would be co-executive producing. She's very much a creative mind. Sure, but this is imagination. I know. In a perfect I, world. In a perfect world, we're collaborating. Okay. <laughs> and I have said this, and I'll say it again. I want a dance album from her. I think I want her in the studio with David Morales and, uh, you know, other dance producers like a Calvin Harris or like a Disclosure. But the special relationship that she has with David Morales, I want her to really deep dive into on original music um, because there's like a level of freedom that you get with her vocal, with her melodic choices when she's doing these dance records. And obviously as an artist, uh, you know, a lady artist of a certain age, the gays go up for her like nobody else does. And as much as Beyonce has done like the ballroom house kind of thing, it's kind of made it more in vogue to have a full dance house record that pulls on these up-tempo influences and the big vocals that Mariah has. So that I think would be a good, just like a different flavor of her discography that I feel like she still could be very passionate about, even if it's not her go-to sound for herself. You know? Sure. Okay, um, solid. Yeah. What yeah. about you? Uh, Carol Channing sings, <laughs> uh, sings not like overly dramatic, but sings musical theater ballads, like like lovely, relatively serious musical theater ballads. Right. Because I don't think enough credit is given to her right. as a dramatic actress because the woman holds power. Like the monologue she delivers before the parade passes by, like untouchable dramatically and so powerful and and you know you know sometimes when I'm alone in the shower I sing as Carol Channing of course and you should hear my rendition of Carol Channing's rendition of Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins it is 
stunning. And so if Carol Channing ever did a rendition of Feed the Birds, I would die because it would be so beautiful, so simple, so eloquent. And 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 so I just would love an album of like those types of musical theater ballads from Carol Channing. I love that you were like, Matt, just play the game. Don't be ridiculous with this co-executive producer. But you want to use someone who is no longer with us as your selected artist. I'm not saying don't be ridiculous. I'm I'm this is I'm I'm dreaming big. Okay. I can do anything I want. But, I'm doing this. And my my dream was to co-executive produce and you had an issue with it. What's up with that? Well, because like when you're co-executive producing, like you don't have as much say. I, I'm happy. I love collaborating. All you right. see, there's two games. You're mats. so giving. You're like you're like Oprah donating $10 million to, to <laughs> Hawaii. I am very much like that. Wow. And you're like The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Let's go. Sure. So, okay. okay. Uh, I'd like it to be noted, I feel like we got a comment this week about Las Culturistas talking about two gay mats. Is this a biting off of their, I don't think so, honey. This was inspired very uh, naturally. If you listen to past podcasts, if you go back and watch our old streams, we love them. This is, we don't need to compete. There's room for multiple podcasts hosted by gay men. And uh, using a timer is not something that can be trademarked. Listen, guys, <laughs> if there's one thing gay guys like to do, it's talk really, really fast. Absolutely. And so I think... We can have multiple podcasts with gay hosts where we're just spouting out gay information as quickly as possible. Right. I think mine is going to be less than two minutes, though. Oh, so okay. If you would like to time mine me, will not. Mine's going to be <laughs> not that long because it's just talking about one news story of the week. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Time right. when we're ready. All right. Let me pull up the uh, stopwatch. And okay. if, if you guys thought my Vanderpump talk was niche, this is even more niche. Right. So well, you can, everyone you can get ready. You can preface the two game minutes and say what it's about. Oh, it's about Summer House. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting the clock now, girl. All right. Ready? All right. Ready. Set. Give us the Summer House. Okay. So Summer House is uh, a show on Bravo about uh, people who live in the same house over the summer. Obviously, they work in New York and go to the Hamptons and uh, summer together and have been in the house. The show's been on for about seven years. And two of the original cast members, Carl and Lindsay, very recently got together as a couple in the past few years and got engaged last season on the show. Carl... It began as a person who drank a lot and a womanizer, and he has been through a lot. His brother passed away from an overdose, and he decided to step back from drinking, and he's completely sober now. Lindsay is not, but has supported him in his sobriety, but that does seem like a rub in their relationship. Last summer, Paige, who is my favorite on the show, even though people have turned on her, was very much like, this relationship is fake. Everything they do is for publicity and for posts and for likes, and I don't believe it. Um, and they were just trying to stand strong. Everyone hated Paige and loved Lindsay, even though she's a lot. And this relationship that I never was fully behind because I felt like he was too newly sober. Like you're not One supposed minute. to date and like have a serious relationship with someone when you are newly sober. And he was very new to it. He, they got engaged last summer. And just recently it has come out that filming this season of Summer House, he has broken up with her on camera, called off the engagement, and everyone is so completely upset and blown, their mind is blown, don't think, they don't think Lindsay deserves this. And to me, no one deserves this, it's a very unfortunate situation, but shouldn't we be taking the time to say maybe they're better apart, maybe him being sober and alone is more important than them being together just because you like Lindsay and want her to have the perfect romance that she's always dreamed of, like it's more important that they not get married versus do, so I I understand it's upsetting, but we all can't turn on Carl for making a decision that, in my opinion, is probably the right one for both of them. And justice for Paige, because she said that show was fake. All right, you have 14 seconds That's left. That's all I have. All right, well, <laughs> I agree. I like, if he doesn't want to be in the relationship, for whatever reason, he has every right to not be in the relationship. And it's better for her. Absolutely. Like, to be with someone who wants to actually wants to be with her. And if I, you like her so much, you should be like, okay, well, move on, girl. And the argument that people are using against him is like, if you're going to break off this engagement, how dare you do it on camera? Guys, I know no one likes to hear this. That's the job. Yeah, you're that getting paid to break up with the, your girlfriend on you camera. You are, and I get that it's upsetting, and no one's happy about it, but they're treating this as if it's Scandaval, and Scandaval it ain't. No, He guys. made a decision about his life that was hard, and but probably one that was best for both, both of them. Once, like, one Scandaval happens, everyone wants everything to be a Scandaval. And it's and not that. It's not. It's not. It's not, guys. All right. All right. Oh, uh, God, I'm <laughs> looking at Matt Steele and how long this thing he wrote is. guys. My God. It's okay. I can speak fast. I'm maybe, assuming sort of. this is about Big Brother? This is about Big Brother, yes. Uh, okay, so let me give you two minutes on the clock. Are you ready? I guess I am. Three, two, one. Let's go. Come Eviction Night, Jag and Blue were nominated by the hand of Cameron's head of household. The fault is theirs because they played horribly as Jag 
Chadwick could never, never reveal to Cameron and his ally Red that Sari, Izzy, and Felicia's supposed alliance with Cameron and Red is completely fake. And Blue could have revealed to Cameron and Red that Jared is in the house with his mother, but neither of them did that. Matt, Jag, Sari, and Corey were chosen to be by the viewers to compete for a special power of invincibility, which gave the winner a chance to save one person on the nomination block on the night of the eviction, therefore canceling the eviction for the next two eviction ceremonies. Matt won this power, and the only person he told was Sari because everyone tells Sari fucking everything. <laughs> for several days, Matt and Sari talked about how he wasn't going to use it this week. So everyone was like, typical for US Big Brother, someone gets a power to make things exciting, and they don't use it because Big Brother players are safe and boring losers. <laughs> well, during the live show, they vote Jag out by a unanimous vote, and as he is leaving, alarms go off, and it turned out that Matt did end up using this power. Julie announced that Jag was safe on live TV. Everyone was excited because even though Jag is bad, he's very, very lovable. He's my crush in the house this season. And it was just exciting to watch something unexpected happen on live TV. Jared wins head of household. Jag reveals to Blue that a few days prior, Jared told him that he just had a feeling something could save Jag this week. Because, 50 seconds. because Jared loves letting people know that he's in the know, even if it's spilling all these secrets, tanks his game. Jag knows that Matt only told Sari about his power, so Sari must have told Jared. So now, Jag knows Sari cannot be trusted. Game changing. Jag is waking up my king. He and Blue start strategizing about building an army against Sari. And I'm like, girl, Blue, everything I said about you last week being stupid on two game minutes, I, I take it back. Work. But the next day, Jag just couldn't keep his mouth shut and had to ask everyone, hey, even though I just got saved, why did I get voted out by unanimous vote still when y'all said you would keep me? He has a point, but it just makes Sari, Izzy, and Felicia think, oh God, he doesn't trust us, so he'll never be fully with us. Jared nominates Cameron in red with Cameron being the target. Cameron wins the veto. Sari and Felicia try to get Cam to use the veto on himself. In the last 36 hours, the target has changed 11 times. Now Jag is the target because they don't trust him. So essentially, I'm just going to say this one last line, which basically, it's uh, been last minutes. week, we voted, we voted Jag out just to save him, just to send his ass right back out the door. Did that make sense? It seems like it did to the audience. I'm looking at the chats. They seem to be with you, and I love everything <laughs> that you Slow guys are enjoying. Slow it down. There was one smaller paragraph <laughs> that I that I uh, couldn't get guy. out. Yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, you're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I I'm wishing for it to, for a little more of the the tensions that are brewing to bubble up into something like real and right. dramatic. Okay. Um, but it's watching the feeds is essentially like a giant game of like telephone. Mm. Um, it's a very very strategic house, okay. but like. So far, nothing overly dramatic has happened. And like, that's what we're waiting. Do you for. think it's building to that or do you think it might? We're not? hoping. And okay. if it doesn't build to that, then put a cork in it. The season sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing dramatic happens and Sari just like plows through and wins, right. I'm going to be disappointed. Oh, I'm going to say this season was a wash. <laughs> for the time being, I am. We're excited about the anticipation of something. Happening. So is it essentially if anyone but Sari wins, you'll be excited? <laughs> yeah, because it'll be fun and dramatic. Right. Yeah. All right. So. That's my two game minutes. All right. Well, I think we're at the last moments of the show. Oh, are we? We are. All right. Do you, you want to go? No, I, you should have a break. You okay. Should, I yes, I am. Up. My heart Make is beating really fast, guys. Yes. I'm like a little hummingbird. Ba, 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 ba. Hummingbird heartbeat. Yes. Great song on Teenage Dream, which yes. does fall off in the second half. Those people in the comments who tried to tell us it was the best sophomore album of that bracket. It is not. Okay. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Palmer, what was giving you moments this week? This weekend. Oh, I, I want to see this. I saw a wonderful comedy entitled Bottoms. It stars Rachel Sinnott and Io Edebiri. And when I tell you, it is the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen. Like, conceptually, it is so, like, nothing about it makes sense. Like, this would never happen in the real world. But you are in this, like, heightened comedic environment that everything is so fucking hilarious and you just are I was with it the whole time like and it also co-stars one of the guys from Red, White and Royal Blue I wish I could remember his name it's Nicholas something but he is like the straight football player who is dating um, the girl that no that um, Io Itabiri is into and Io Itabiri and Rachel Sennett star as two lesbians who like are kind of the losers of the school mm-hmm. and so the whole thing is them trying to you know get with these crushes that they have and the way they decide to do that one way or another is by starting a fight club. <laughs> and Love so if things go off the rails after that, I don't want to spoil too much, but every character is wackier than the next. Like it is so Matt Steele coded. Like I would be <laughs> so I would be shocked to the moon if you did not love this movie because it is it's the kind of zaniness mm-hmm. and like ridiculousness 
of the comedy that you, I feel, are missing. Like, I feel like you're always like, everyone wants to be snarky or tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. or smarter, and this is not that. Thank this God. is like, it's not like slapstick, but it's certainly like, none of this is based in reality, no. and we're all just playing the game. I also want to give a shout out to Marshawn Lynch, who I believe was a football player, who is like uh, the coach and like the administrator of this school group, which is essentially the Fight Club. He's... In, like I feel like a lot of times when athletes or people like make the transition from to comedic acting, it doesn't always work. He's so fucking funny, and mm-hmm. they were using like his outtakes in the uh, like at the end of the movie as the credits roll. It's like this guy is like naturally very funny. So I'm excited to watch it again when it is able to stream. I also thought Kaya Garber was very funny and looks just like Cindy Crawford. It's crazy. Obviously, it's her, she's her daughter, okay. but she's like so mind-numbingly beautiful and like plays her character really well. I just. I'm like, I think you all should see it. The the funny women carry the thing. It is brilliant. And I enjoyed every second. Me and I went with Justin on Saturday and it was the second best thing I saw this week. I might see it this week too. You should. Yeah. I, I really think you're gonna like it. Yeah, oh, I would I'm, be I'm positive I will like it. I like I miss just like a ridiculous comedy, like being in a theater, getting a budget, and like people talking about it. Is it. That. Cause like we don't have that. Like, what's the last like utterly ridiculous comedy, like not based in reality that right. like, we've seen? I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And, you liked Shiva Baby, right? Um, yeah, Shiva's Baby's great. Well, great. Um, Rachel Sands is also amazing in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, she I need is to see that. so great. She's just great it. in everything she does. Um, so uh, my friend Arthur, when he came over to uh, this is my okay, moments, okay, by the way, I guess we're uh, diving right in. <laughs> we're diving right into my giving me moments. Yes. When Arthur came over on Monday to film my chatty Kathy's talk about Big Brother, yes, uh, I forgot to charge the battery of the camera, <laughs> so I was like, oh shoot, you know, like we have like forty five minutes to kill. And Arthur, along with being a Big Brother fan, is a huge, huge America's Next Top Model fan, mm. and so we were, we got started talking about uh, the Rita Ora cycle of America's Next Top Model. I and, didn't even realize that existed. Yeah, it was because after Tyra stopped doing it after Cycle 22, mm. uh, they had a season hosted by Rita Ora for Cycle 23. And I always just assumed, like, oh, it's not really something I need to see. You know, right. where's Tyra and everything? And so Arthur was just like, you still haven't seen it? And I'm like, no. And he was just like, well, we could watch the first episode <laughs> like <laughs> as you're charging the battery. And the second it came on, I was like, oh, guys, 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 Tyra's not here on screen, but she, her fingerprints are... <laughs> all over this season like and it just watching it and then the next day I went over Arthur's and we watched the next two episodes and this is we're gonna like binge the season together wow guys America's Next Top Model is dare I say just the best reality show of all time better than Big Brother in a different way okay (laughs) Big Brother's my favorite one but just like in terms of just reality TV entertainment and like mm. you it's it's like comfort food like you go in knowing exactly what you're going to get right. what the drama is going to look like that you're don't take any of it seriously but take all of it seriously <laughs> and you will have a fucking amazing time like the second like Tyra pops up on like a TV screen being like girls I'm not going to be here this season but like this is your host Rita Ora and everyone just screaming in the room and I'm screaming watching it on my TV the drama is so so great we already had this white girl and she she was it was 2017 when this was being filmed and she was sitting there in the living room screaming like like you you know guys like you know growing up and like learning all this new stuff I'm real like you know all the stuff that's happening in the world and you know black lives really do matter and and then and then like a bunch of like the black girls are just like girl yes yes you know it you you are the example of what I have to tell my friends to explain to not not all white people are evil (laughs) but then of course there's a, a girl from Africa and she is like yelling at the black girls she's just like stop calling yourselves um American you are African and the black girls from America are just like we are not African we are American and there's a oh, whole Lord. screaming and the, the great thing about the drama with America's Next Top Model is they are like they are arguing over like topics that have a lot of nuance and yes, depth. yes. and they are 18 <laughs> years old gorgeous girls just at, because the show like it portrays these girls out to be like they are like 30 year old right. like 30 year olds who have been around the world and have right. seen it all but like they are literal children it's just they are just glammed up so much that like they look older right. but like, they are children and another fight happened where this one girl Courtney who I imagine wins uh, I don't know yet um, but uh, she had a cold mm. and so she's in her room trying to go to bed and there's a bunch of girls in the room screaming just like <laughs> chatting with each other and she was like hey guys can you like like move to the other room like like I have a cold and this girl Marissa just goes 
off on her and it's just like, no, this is our room too. And, da, 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 da. and oh like, that God. is what the drama is about. Oh, there was, oh, you know what? When they have the makeover episode yes. every season and yes. like someone cries and uh, you're always just like, oh. God, it's just hair. Get over it. They did shave down that one girl's They did the tooth. tooth yes, that Chelsea. We all bad. remember Chelsea. That she earned every tear. Yes. That's horrible. No, the thing is, I think Chelsea was like was down. Like she because Chelsea wanted it real bad. Mm, and so she was willing to do anything and then she came in second. Um but uh and so but I was always like, oh, these girls shouldn't cry. It'll be okay. It'll grow back and everything until this cycle. They died a redhead's hair <laughs> and like she had the most gorgeous shade mm. of red and they were like well we're just we're dying it red again to like make it redder like make it pop more and she's like no and like she's like no like the the thing that people who don't have natural red hair don't understand about mm. red hair is like when your hair is naturally red, it's not just red. Right. It is so many different colors and like textures and everything. So when you then, and that's why you can spot a bottle job a mile away with red hair because it just dyes it one shade of red right. and it just looks fake. And they were like, no, but we're dying it the same color that all these other redheaded actresses like have dyed their hair. And it's like, you mean like Emma Stone, who's naturally a blonde? Mm. So like, you know, her hair is not really red. And, and so she was crying and crying and I just felt for her so bad. And like her hair looked nice afterwards. Like she, she was gorgeous, but it just had, it was like, Oh, now she just looks like every other redheaded actress. Right. And wouldn't you know, she got kicked off that, that day. Way. I know. Oh like, no. Still, it may, be, it may be Rita Ora hosting, but the evil is still that's there. A, that's what room. I'm saying. Like, what you're describing is between top model and like the Tyra Banks show. Like this is so Tyra. Iconic. It's, wild. it's, it's iconic television. It's just, and, and you just get so like, wrapped up in it right. like, and, and you just have to to enjoy Top Model like you have to be like no this is the most important thing on the planet right. every single thing that is happening all these fights everything it's great <laughs> and, and I haven't watched a new season of Top Model until the last one I watched was Cycle 22 with you. Uh, with Niall? Yeah, with yeah. Niall. And I, you just get wrapped up in the show so much that you are screaming yes. along as much as the girls. I remember that season, it was between Niall and Mame, and you really wanted Mame to I win. I love Mame. And like, during the final runway show, she put on a pair of shoes, and she was like, these shoes are too big. I need new shoes. And Matt Palmer jumped up on the couch and slapped his hands and was just like, the shoes are <laughs> too big. Like, I don't when, even remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember it clear as day. When you watch Top Model, you just get so you, your heart starts racing and you are in it with these girls yes. it feels like you are there the show is great it's so well put together i'm having a blast good i'm so glad thank you oh my gosh well guys is there anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodbye to the podcast i think that's it guys this was so much fun thank you so much for listening and or watching we'll be back soon with more two game mats the podcast bye bye, bye. 